Hey friends, this is Tucker, and on this episode, I interviewed Pup Oso. Pup Oso is a look puppy. I absolutely adore this dog. He's got tons of different looks from Gloso and Disco. So, you, gosh, I can't even say them all. On this episode, we dove deep into his love of rubber, what it takes to care for rubber, as well as covered my recent title win of Oregon State Pet here in my area, neck of the woods. So I love this episode. I hope you get a lot out of it. It's a lot of fun and it's very puppy. Bark, bark. Hey friends, this is Tucker Max. Thanks for joining Digging for Bones, episode two of season two. I've got Pup Oso with me today, and I'm really excited to get to interview him. Some of you may be familiar with his work on Instagram and being pretty pup famous in the pup community. Um, but I did want to give you guys a little bit of update as well. So last week was the Oregon State Leather Contest. And I won. I won the title for State Pet. <laughs> um, it was it was super challenging. It was um, really meaningful. The interviews were intense. The judges were esteemed, needless to say. Um, it was a much better experience than last year. Uh, and I'm really honored to have been chosen and excited for the work that I get to do this year. And hopefully uh bring some even more impactful even more impactful continuing to grow the podcast uh with guests so i've had some people reach out since the competition so i'm excited to bring them to you all too um but we'll dive into it so oh so welcome uh, thank you for having me <laughs> you're welcome um can you give us a brief introduction to yourself and describe your kind of role in the pup community? Sure. Um, well, I'm Pup Oso. Um, I'm still, I would say, a relatively new puppy. I've only been a puppy for a little over a year. I think my, my pup birth date is um, July 4th of last year. Um, so, you know, I've been around for too long, but um, I've uh, kind of ingrained myself in the at least the local pup community. Um, as far as, um, you know, who I am, I'm like... As a puppy, for me personally, I'm kind of a derpy, energetic, like fun um, type of puppy. Um, I like to bounce around a lot. I like to meet new puppies, especially like any new puppies that are local in the community that go to our local pup nights. Um, you know, usually we like to, we have like a telegram chat and we encourage them to stay if they're new in there so that whenever somebody is out, we can go up to them and introduce ourselves and, um, you know, kind of show them around and, and, and that kind of stuff. So. Um, that's kind of who I am, uh, you know, locally, uh, as far as online, um, you know, I, I like to create kind of fun content, um, on, on Instagram and a little bit on TikTok whenever they're not shutting me down. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, other content on Twitter, which is, you know, kind of the, 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 uh, the fun spicy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, and there's no only in a year. I My pup birthday is August 8th, and so I'm only a one-year-old puppy. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, how did you first become interested in pup play? Um, so that happened um, 
last year. Again, that was when I first kind of bought my first hood. Um, and a little bit before that, um, I had gone to a couple of pup nights. Um, there was a local puppy here um, that kind of took me out and, you know, he's like, you should come to pup night sometime and hang out. And he, he was always a pup like out and about. So I kind of knew what it was. Um, but um, I think like you, I was listening to some of your earlier podcasts and I was like, the first time I was like, there i was like this is weird like what is going on what is happening right like um i felt a little out of place um so you know i, I went to a couple of pub nights and then um uh daddy land which was a big it's a big like circuit party that happens here um in dallas um was going on and my puppy friend was like hey let's go to the market you know and just kind of go check it out um, and so we went there um, and they had a bunch of puppy hoods, right? Um, and we were looking through there and he's like, you know, I, I'm going to buy a new hood, whatever. And he's going through it. And I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to buy a hood too, right? <laughs> and it's like, the second you put it on, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is kind of fun, right? Like, what's going on here? Um, so that's kind of when I, uh, you know, first put one on and then I started going out with it. Um, and then shortly after that, uh, you know, I had another friend that I've known for a long time who's kind of a local pup as well, who'd been in the community for a while. Um, they, were, they had moshes at the time. Um, and I went to my first mosh. Um, so kind of got an experience with that. Um, and then shortly after that, I went to Fultham um, and, um, you know, looked up, you know, their pup things that were happening on there. Um, that's where I bought my second hood. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, really started, you know, kind of really get into it. That's whenever I made like my puppy Instagram, because I was like, well, I'm going to, I feel like, I feel like this is the thing for me, right? I feel like this is kind of the community for me. It, it, it's very, um, it's weird how like the maybe not weird, but it's like, it's very embracing. I feel like, cause anytime you're, you know, you're around a bunch of puppies or you see another puppy, you know, they'll, you know, they'll bark at you or wave at you. And you just, it's just, it feels very welcoming when, when some spaces that don't, right. Cause if you just go to like a, a regular bar, people aren't always as welcoming, I guess. <laughs> um, but you know, being around pups, it's just, I feel like there's an immediate friend I can make like right off the bat. Um, so it's it's been more so kind of about the community first that that got me interested in it. Well, thank you. I, I you know, when you first put on your hood, what was that like for you? What was going through your mind? Um, I would say it was a little bit of shock at first, <laughs> just because like it's a weird feeling, at least for me, when I first put it on, because it's, um, you know, it's kind of confining a little bit, but. I feel like whenever you're in a space where, I mean, we were at the market, right. And there's just a bunch of other like leather gear and, you know, there's a couple of other puppies there. I kind of felt um, like exhilarated, I guess, like excited. So it's just a kind of a mixed feeling of emotions of like um, scared, probably not a right word, but it's just like excitement and just like, you don't know what, <laughs> you know what to expect. Um, I don't know. It's just, it was a, it was a cool feeling. Um, and, you know, I, I just, I, I still feel it now when I put it on, right? Like if I'm just like, I'm out, I usually don't go out immediately in a puppyhood. I always have it like on, on my side or whatever, but I know like once I want to cross over, like the second I put it on, like, it's just like, bing, you're on. Um, and you can start kind of bouncing around and, you know, be fun and be all that kind of stuff. So. 
bouncy is a really great way yeah. to describe you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for those of you, I've seen Oso out and about. Uh, I got to meet him at Dory, and he is a bouncy puppy. Do you know your breed? Um, so I recently did find my breed that I felt um, that I identified with, and it's. I don't know. I don't know that they're very bouncy, but like I feel like a schnauzer, um, mostly because I'm like an you know I'm an older guy, um, and I feel like when I look at schnauzers, they look like you know grumpy old men. <laughs> Not that I'm a grumpy old man, but like I, I just feel like I identify them. They're intelligent. They're loyal, um, and I kind of really resonate with those traits um, as a breed. So that's um, kind of what I've um, decided the breed that I am is a schnauzer. Your schnauzer with catnip. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> um, so tell me about the DFW Rubber Club uh, that you're starting there. What inspired you to initiate? Yeah, so um, kind of part of my puppy journey as well has been really, like, I feel like it's helped me dive more into kink in general. Um, you know, I've, I've, Felt like I've always been kinky. Um, you know, I, I've, you know, had harnesses for like the longest time. I would go to kind of like events um, for a while, nothing, no kink events before, right? But um, it wasn't until I got the puppyhood that I started going to like moshes and then started to going like, um, you know, I've been to like Austin Kink Weekend and all this kind of stuff. Um, and that kind of led me to um, getting my first uh, rubber piece. Um, and I feel like rubber is just such a cool like community as well i feel like that there's a lot of i feel like there's it's very different than like the leather community <laughs> or the like um not in a bad way it's just like a, it's like a different group of people right <laughs> like it's um there's a lot um you know the, the, the care of rubber is a lot different um you know the the price points obviously a little bit different it's a lot more delicate um so, you know, I, I got my first rubber piece. Um, I went to Austin Rubber Roundup was kind of the first kind of rubber event that I went to. Um, met a lot of really cool people. But, you know, those people don't live in Dallas, right, which is where I'm based. And um, I was like, you know, trying to find other people in Dallas that, um, you know, were rubber enthusiasts, that liked gear and all that kind of stuff. So I went and, you know, grabbed all the domains <laughs> and set up a website um we've had um three like meetups um so they're really just kind of like social gatherings more than anything just kind of pick a bar um and just kind of meet up and so i think the first one that we did um only like i just want to say like five people showed up in actual like rubber um but there was other groups of people like people that just like friends in general that came out to support which i thought was really cool um and hung out um and we've had two meetups since then we had another one at another bar here and there was a good group of us um a lot of puppies showed up um and some other people in gear um i've been a little hesitant to schedule anymore because again we're in texas <laughs> and it's like today's temperature was like 108 and trying to get anybody in rubber to come out in 108 degree weather is like kind of challenging um but yeah, so uh, just I really just kind of started the club out of just pure wanting to meet other people in the community that were into rubber because I didn't really know a whole lot um, or, you know, I would see one or two people out like at pup night. There's a couple of puppies that would come out in rubber, but that was really all I've ever seen. I've never seen anybody else kind of come out. So it's really just about 
um, you know, start, it's a social club. We're not really doing anything, you know, exciting yet. We're just kind of still new, but um, it's been a fun experience trying to get people together and, you know, meet other people in the community. Cause you'd be surprised. Like I get on recon and I see, I'm, I feel like I see it more now. I'm like, Oh, there's another rubber person. Like, Hey, how are you? You know, like we should come to a social, like let's hang out. Um, yeah, let's get squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> I can empathize with the environment, the contest. They did a, they did a leather contest, which is so Oregon. Uh, they made it a three day camp out in, uh, on a ranch which is not what you think of when you hear like leather title competition. Uh, the boot blacks were very busy um, <laughs> trying to keep everybody's leather clean. Uh, what you mentioned the care is different. What kind of care goes into rubber? Um, well, you know, the, so as soon as you get a new rubber piece, typically, um, at least I do, I, I wash it right away. You've got to wash off kind of the powder that it comes in. Um, then I usually vivi shine it to get it shiny. Um, so that's just when it comes in, um, after like, whenever you're putting on the rubber, you either have to lube up or talc up depending on your preference. Right. Um, you know, you wear it out, you have to vivid shine it a lot. If you want to, if you want to be a shiny boy like me, I'm like constantly shining it whenever I'm out. Um, and then once you're like, when you get home, you gotta like, at least I, I get in the shower to like take it off. And then like, I have to wash it within the next couple of days too, just because it's, um, you know, you don't want to, you don't want your rubber to be nasty, <laughs> like wash it and take care of it. Um, and just, just in general, like storage, right? Like I just recently, um, like I have my kink closet that I put everything in. Um, I was hanging my rubber in there for a while and then I would go in there to get something and you know, there's lube everywhere. <laughs> it's like I had the, the, the vivid shine is just very like, it's, you know, luby. Um, and it would like touch something in the closet and I would be like, ah, oh, I got to clean that up. So I just recently got like garment bags. Right. So now I put everything in a garment bag. Um, so it's just care like that in general, that it's just like, you know, I, I feel like I, mean, I could be wrong, but I just feel like when my leather stuff, I just kind of hang, hang up, kind of polish it right whenever you need to. Um, and that's really about it where it's like, you know, rubber, you gotta be like, I'm more mindful whenever I'm walking around the bar not to like catch a corner. Cause I don't want my rubber to rip. Um, it's just kind of a lot of that kind of stuff that what I mean by let's say the, the care is a little bit different. It is different, but you know, the overall theme here, especially with pups too, is just the care that goes into mm -hmm. our gear. Uh, with your pup persona, uh, is this like an alter ego? Do you find when you get into your rubber or your puppy headspace, is it a different you? Um, is it another character or have they kind of melded together over the last year? I feel like at first it was a different being. But um, I feel like now it's like one in the same. Um, I've, I've always been like extroverted anyway. Like if I go out, if I don't have any gear on, I'm going to be like that person that's like trying to talk to somebody or like cracking a joke or like whatever. Um, and I feel like I'm that same persona when I have a puppy hood on. Um, I'm probably more bouncy and energetic whenever I do have a puppy hood on. Um, I'm not necessarily bouncing around the club whenever I'm just like regular also. Um, but uh, yeah, so I feel like at this point they've kind of melded together whenever I'm not doing like, um, you know, I, I, some of my, the content that I do, I kind of have, like I like to like, do wordplay right so i'm like either loboso or like electroso or discoso or whatever like usually that's like a little bit different but it's the same bouncy like you know number one goodest boy in texas kind of kind of vibe. 
that actually is a good segue to what I was going to ask you is you have so many different looks. You ri- you remind me kind of like an Eevee Pokemon and depending on the piece of kink stone that I pull out, it's the rubber stone, the leather stone, the neoprene stone. It's whatever puppy Oso is going to turn into for the night. Uh, what, why so many looks? What do, is it a hobby? Uh, you, you, you're so good at it. I can see y'all can't see it on the podcast, but just behind him, he's got two of his ho- homemade hoods right behind him. Um, first, I just want to say I love that reference because I am a big gamer nerd. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing a Pokemon reference. I'm like, I have to use that because that's awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I think the, the first like, you know, look that I did was the Discoso hood. Um, and that was really because the local bar was going to have a disco night. Right. And I was like, well, what can I do? Um, that would be disco. Um, and what first started was I, um, was going to mirror ball, like mirror tile, like a, a hood. Right. Um, and I started on that path and I was like, mama, this is not it. Like, this is not going to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like I was crafting it and I was like, this is not working. Um, so then I found um, on Etsy, like there's paper craft things that you can buy, um, like patterns. And so I found the 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 one that I used for Discoso. And um, I actually did it first out of paper. And then um, I tried to mirror that and mirrors are very heavy. So that didn't work. Um, so then I actually made it, that first one's made out of plexiglass. So I like plexiglass and a lot of E6000 and, um, lots of glue. Um, and then, um, I find the, found the vinyl did that. Um, and so I don't know, I just, I feel like I've always been kind of crafty in general. Um, and I can't find like, I mean, I do love like you know, I, I wear a Mr. S hood, um, but you can either usually only get that in like neoprene or leather, right? They're not like out there making custom things where you can like really decorate anything. Um, and then I try looking on Etsy too, and there's a company that does like um, DJ hoods, um, but those were like super expensive. And I'm like, well, I'm not paying like, you know, 2k for something that <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'm going to use all the time I'm like I bet I can make that um so it's just kind of like it's a fun hobby too I don't know I feel like in general to um you know pup also like has allowed me to like be more creative and it's just kind of an extension of that right it's like you know what kind of you know look can I make what kind of hood can I make this time to go with whatever themes going on and I don't know, it's just it's just fun I love it. Uh, pro tip when it comes to Mr. S, uh, you can actually ask them pretty much to make anything. They'll tell you if they can't. Um, but like my leather muzzle that I just got, um, it was so special. I was in there and I was able to ask about getting something made separate from the big leather hood. I don't do full hoods. I'm a half my prefer my hat with my hood. It's just that's kind of my signature look with without tucking in the little uh nose piece um and they were able to do something special just for me i almost <laughs> cried in the middle of mr s while i was covered in the essence of a man i just had a scene with in the middle of the store uh during dory um <laughs> yes i'm not <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was yeah i was there i remember <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do remember looking at my cleaning mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hi, Elsa. <laughs> um, that's great. How has these pup personas and pup personality 
what impacts has that had in your human life? Are you seeing it translate into some positive ways over into your human life? Um, Yes. (laughs) Try to think about how to answer that. I I feel like it's kind of bled over into like my rubber um, side in general, as far as the creativity goes. Um, I, I do make a lot more like pub content than anything, but I have kind of started on my own. I have a Rubberoso um, Instagram as well. And so I've kind of like started dabbling into that, but that's, I feel like that's bleed over from like doing all the puppy stuff. And I'm like, well, I, I'm sure I could like, I, I, I feel like um, inspired to do it for that as well. Um, so I feel like it's kind of melded over into that um, as far as that kind of my personal life goes. Um, but, but in general too, like just, you know, crafting in general, right? Like if there's something that I feel like I can make, like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to try to make it, right? (laughs) Whether it's be like, you know, I've, um, I wouldn't say I'm super crafty, like around my house, but like, if I need to get something done, I can probably do it. (laughs) Like I have power tools. Like I know how to, like, I know my way around some things. Um, so I feel like that kind of lends, they both lend to each other, I guess. Baby, that comes to being gay. Right. Like I don't, I don't got, I don't got the like gay decor. Like if you were to see my house, like my walls are kind of bare except for like a minus a few paintings. But like I can fix something if I have to. <laughs> we can make something, fix something. We can do it. <laughs> uh, stereotypes, but you know, um, they're there for a reason. Uh, events. You go to a lot of events. You you mentioned um, when we were talking earlier about you know, your Southern Decadence and MIR this year. What are you looking forward most about those events? I'm really looking forward to MIR um, just because I've felt like I, I feel like I've fallen in love with rubber as much um, as I have with like being a puppy. Like I feel like they're both, um, they lend well each other. There's a lot of crossover in my opinion. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I am kind of uh, actually looking forward to, to Southern Decadence. I haven't been since, um, it's been well over 10 years. I feel like I, I, the last Southern Decadence I went to was before a relationship that's was a long time ago. Um, and now I'm like, you know, I, I feel like it's time to go back to New Orleans and kind of go experience that. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, and then I do want to, um, I want to go to a claw. I've heard a lot about claw and, um, also now mid Atlantic leather. Um, so I, that's another one that I want to go to. Um, but really like my, honestly, the next big event I want to go try to go to is like overseas somewhere. Cause I haven't been over there yet. Um, so either like a dark lands or like a, something like that is some kind of like a big, it's probably more of a stretch goal, but, um, I'm, you know, would like to experience that or even just go to like a week in Germany or the UK or something just, um, to kind of go see it would be fun. Events are something that are near and dear to me, especially over the last year. And part of my title year this year in running, um, as I'm going to be working and trying to create a way to help people who can't just go to these events, find a way to go to these events. Um, you know, and we know we go there, we hear it from friends and family or, and queer family. There's people that think like that these are just like big bathhouses. And the reality is I can go to a bathhouse. I'm not going to spend all the money and fly across the country to go to these events. If it was just that, um, 
how do you think these events, you know, they are sex positive, but there's so much more to them than just that. How do they send, how do they foster community and con- connection for individuals in the kink scene? I feel like for for me personally, it's allowed me to meet other people I wouldn't have normally met um, and like still retain those friendships. Right. I feel like, you know, I've gone to a couple of um because Houston's pretty close, I drive up there, um, and I, I joke a lot that like I <laughs> there's a there's a there's a group that I hang out with a lot, and they have like a kink family, and like I force forcibly like um, <laughs> like infiltrated that family, and I was like I'm I'm adopting myself into this family, and so I hang out a lot with them, and so they're the ones that told me like about Austin Rubber Roundup and Austin Kink Weekend, and so I met them like I see them there and hang out with them there, so it's, it's like a bond and a friendship and, you know, like your, your chosen family, you're talking about that earlier. Right. Um, and I will say the other thing too, is like, you learn things. So like, um, when I went to Austin rubber roundup, you know, it's not, you, you are right. There is like, you know, they have play parties and they have all that, but there's actual like educational sessions, right. Where you go in there and you learn how to like, I learned how to repair rubber and I've like repaired some of my own garments and like, you know, part of like, um, you know, the thing I tell in the, the DFW rubber club is like, like I have a kit, right. Like if you, if you bust your gear or whatever like i can help you repair it and kind of like pay that forward and it's just like again it's just part of like building that community and having um people with similar interests and things that you're into and just showing people how to do things and all that kind of stuff so um i just i feel like it's a lot more than just like sex right that is a part of it um it's it's a great part of it (laughs) but uh it's not just that right there's it's just building relationships it's building community it's um you know protesting i know there's a lot of stuff that was going on in austin for a while and a lot of the community got together to go try to like get rid of some of these you know bans and laws they were trying to pass and all that kind of stuff so it's it's much more than just that so love that you're also quite the content creator (laughs) sir um how do you approach content both regular and the sexual side of it um so I will say the regular content or just kind of the puppy content that I put out, um, that's just fun to me. <laughs> like I, I I don't know I don't know that I necessarily have an approach. I, I literally will just um, you know, I'll you know, I go to the gym and I, I'll hear a song that comes on and I'll just hear some like something will just like pop in my head and I'll be like, Oh, you know, that'd be like a cool, you know, video if I did that. Um so a lot of the um the the fun content, if you will, is just, it just really just pops into my head. I also feel like I go through waves of it too, right? Like I'll feel like I'm not inspired for like two weeks and then all of a sudden I'll have like back-to-back ideas. I'm like, oh, that would be cool. That would be cool. Um, and then um, film it, um, which I always tear up my house every time I film something with like the costume changes and I have like ring lights everywhere and it's like such a hot mess. Um as far as the like uh, sexual content goes, uh, you know, I I have fun doing that, but I feel like that one is such, such a chore to be honest. <laughs> like I, I do it like if the opportunity arises, right? Like if someone's like, hey, let's film something or whatever. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, but, you know, there's just, uh, you know, I actually went, there was a content creation like seminar that happened here recently and I went to it and um, learned some good tips, but like I felt like they were, um, it was a, it was a great seminar and they hit a lot of things that I feel like I've been saying too, which is like, especially when it comes to sexual content, it's like, if you, if you say you're going to do something like commit to doing it, right? Like don't cancel five to 10 minutes before or whatever, like be professional about it. Like 
don't be an a-hole. <laughs> There's a lot of people that like, you know, whether they're big or small, um, as far as like uh, following or whatever goes, like it's, it's a lot easier to be nice um, than it is to just, you know, be a douche. Uh, so I don't know. I just, I feel like the, I, I enjoy doing like the fun puppy content a lot more. Um, but if the other stuff happens, then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready and available to do that. <laughs> But, you know, it's not something that I'm always just kind of hitting the, the, the pavement, trying to, like, find that next person to collab with. But Yeah, no, I, I can relate with that. I, I don't do a lot of collabs. Um, I think I've had a couple. The, the, the one female partner that I have, her and I have made a couple videos, uh, threesome videos. Um, and then my favorite collab I've ever done was with Mr. Christopher that I got to do at Dory. Uh, which, what an incredible human being. I, I, I can't. So for those of you who get to go see that scene, um, I, I've never been able, especially making content to go into my pup space. And I wasn't even in pup gear. It's just, he knew how to get that out of me. I mean, he's damn near married to, I don't think they're married, but I mean, his main partner is a pup. Um, but I was able to fall into like a Goonie pup headspace, <laughs> which was a new mashup for me. It was really fun. Um, and I found a whole new love of rope that I didn't know oh. I had. Don't um, get me started on rope. Don't get me started on rope because that's another journey that I'm on. But yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I keep going. <laughs> yeah, I, hear it. I love rope. Uh, I'm a little bit of a rope puppy. I want to learn how to do rope top because something I learned at Dory, my friend Lux was telling me there's actually not a lot of male rope tops. Um, there's a lot of female rope tops. Uh, and there's a, just like any bottom in any part of kink, there's plenty of bottoms. Um, <laughs> uh, but th th I think people are just scared cause you do need to know what you're doing. Cause you could really hurt someone if you're not careful. Um, uh, but yeah, it was it was an incredible scene. I'm not really into humiliation, but I I got there's just your stupid dog face. Look at your stupid dog face. Oh look at you're getting harder. Oh oh, I guess I am. <laughs> um, uh, new kink unlocked, and it was it was really really great. Now going to Dory. What was your favorite part of Dory? Uh definitely Beta. <laughs> It's a fun party. Anything X level, anything X level six is always good. Uh, there's a. I was funny that you mentioned that. There was a buddy of mine that I was talking to this weekend. I think, and he was saying he's going to Folsom. I'm like, if there's a party at Club Six, I'm like, you have to go. Like, it's just, it's going to be fun. Um, but I know there is. I think I looked it up. It's polyglamory or some polyamp, something like that. But um, yeah, the the Fox City Boys are they're partnered with another mm -hmm. group. I think. Uh, they're doing a the the official closing party called oh, yes. Um For those of you who aren't in the cool get ahead pass ahead of time, what's that one called? Uh, oh, uh, I went to real bad, real yeah. bad. Yeah, real bad. I was trying to get into real bad. You yeah. gotta know people it's, who know people. It is like a very exclusive I, party. Um, for the rest of us, we'll go to Deviant, <laughs> and it's going to be a fucking great party. Fox City puts on a hell of yeah, a good party. They do. They great. do have. They put on some great parties, and I, I, I was talking to. 
I was talking to my friend Jumper, who's one of the DJs with them, and I was telling him because I also went to Sneaks mm. the night after um, clubs, and they were both so I got two Club Six parties. Um, and Fog City just there's so much more that goes into their sex party um, than yeah. just the sex. It, there's a lot of care and a lot goes into the theme and they're really fucking into mm-hmm. music, like, like really into music. So when you want to take a break, because I know in your head and your fantasy, if those of you who are new to these parties, you're like, I'm going to go fuck for nine hours. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> you, need, you need a little bit of water. You need a little break. <laughs> You actually might yeah. make a friend. Um, you might you might want to go talk to people or go dance and then go back to the dark areas and then go back out and dance. Um, it's a whole round of things. If you just go in, hey, if your thing is going in, getting off and getting out, then by all means, that's your thing. I'm not yucking on anyone's yum. Um, but there's so much more you can get out of it. Uh, Sneaks was fun. Um it wasn't as like themed. They just printed some pictures of a locker room and stuck it on the walls, but I still had a good time. I met a boy in line and ended up connecting with him and deeply connecting with him. Um, and then we ended up having like the first three hours to ourselves. And by the end of it, I tied my sneaker to his face. Um, <laughs> um, and it was, uh, it was a hell of a, like <laughs> unlocked level up. I found, sneaker fetish i don't have a foot fetish well, it was sneaks though you went, um, went, went in wrong <laughs> went in wrong that's kind of where we were at i was like i've never done this before what's your thoughts he's like i don't know if i'm into that actually go ahead and do it and yeah we talked about it later um but yeah the mistake i made that night though is i was like look you and i didn't come here to spend our whole night with just one person um I think we should separate for a little bit and go mingle in the crowd and then find each other. And as soon as he disappeared into the crowd, I felt this like hole in my heart. And I instantly regretted that because I was trying to force an experience that I thought should happen versus just letting the experience happen that was happening. Um, So lesson learned. I end up bumping into him the next day at Dory and we had a wonderful scene in the middle of the street. Um, So the, the connection is not lost. Uh, but that's another piece of tip I have for anybody going to these parties. Let it be what it is. Like, don't try to force something. There's a lot. You you could go to these things over and over again and have a completely different experience each time. It was it was fun. Um, share with us some of the playful aspects of pup play that you enjoy, both in and out of the bedroom. Um. I feel like out of the bedroom, again, I I feel like I would probably go back to just, um, you know, we joked about it earlier, like, I'm a bouncy boy. Like, anytime I'm out, I'm going to be bouncing around and, like, having a good time. And I feel like that just um, is is part of um, the fun aspect of it, right? Like, I, I feel like you should just be able, be able to go out there. And I, I feel like the hood kind of helps with that, too. I feel like with other puppies as well, right, once they put it on, they feel like they can be somebody else and like be more extroverted, be more social, um, you know, act, act like a puppy, um, get on all fours, bounce around. You know, I have a tendency to just like consensually putting my head into someone's arms and like rubbing my head and like kind of, you know, pumping out with people. So I feel like that, um, out of the bedroom is fun. Um, I will say I take that into the bedroom. I feel like sex should not be that freaking serious. Like, (laughs) 
like the faces people make during sex, the things you're doing during sex, those don't look very serious. Like they should be fun, right? Um, you know, so I, I feel like I do I do carry that into um the bedroom, like when it's appropriate or like when the mood is is there, right? Um, you know, I, I feel I you know, there's a there's a couple of times I, I have like a zapper, I like to bring that out. I think that that's like again, consensually is fun. Um, because you can like, you know, kind of surprise people with that or like whenever you're getting a role play, it doesn't again have to be so serious. You can, you know, tickle people or like, Hot. you know. Zapper? Is it like electric? Yeah, it's a, it is a zapper. Um, it runs off of two AA batteries. Um, I will say the sound of it is a lot more scarier. It's what I always tell people before. I'm like, okay, like, are you, you know, do you want to be shocked or not? Like, it's a whole thing, right? Um, but like the the sound, it sounds like, I mean, it's like a static shock, right? This is what, but the sound is very like, it's a pop. Um, so it's, uh, it's jarring whenever you hear the sound, but it's literally like a static shock. Um, you know, I, I joke that I, I like, I zap myself all the time around the house because I just think it's fun. I'm like, boop, boop. Uh, but yeah, so I just, I don't know. I, I feel like, I, I just feel like, you know, sex should be fun. Being a puppy should be fun. Anything should be fun. Like you only live one lot. You only live- I have a silly kink. I tell, yeah. I tell people all the time, one of my kinks yeah. is silly. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. Like you only you only live once. Do you want to like just be serious all the time? There's a time and a place to be serious, but like most of the time, just live, have a good time. Like that's what we're here for. We only, we're not here for very long. Like let's just have a good time. Like one of my favorite things to do. I'm not a brat. I mean, I'm a little bratty, but like just because my pup persona, uh, Tucker's not very bratty. Um, but I do love making a serious dom fucking crack and like laugh <laughs> it is one of my favorite things i'm like you're gonna be all serious i'm gonna make you laugh <laughs> it, it's one of my favorite things to do um how do you think the playful silly innocent side of pup play really opens the doors for people into kink um honestly i feel like <laughs> Pop play is kind of a gateway, to be honest, and like in my opinion, because I I feel like it's it's something that's it's easily attainable for one, right? Like, well, for for the most part, right? Like you can get a you don't have to buy the most expensive like Mr. S hood. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them anywhere, right? You don't again. You don't even have to have the gear. You can just you know have a collar if you want one, or just get into the headspace, Home Depot, Home Depot. whatever. Yeah, like, that's where this is from. Well, those lulls, the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know I, I feel like it's a little bit of a gateway because you're like you know I, i'm gonna try this right and then you're like okay well maybe now i'm gonna wear a leash right and you're like okay well maybe now i want to be tied up okay well maybe now i want to do this and now i want to do that um i just feel like it opens up your your mind to trying other things like you're already putting on a, a hood and pretending to be a dog like <laughs> it's not that's that's already like in itself like probably more than what most people would do otherwise right so i don't know i just i feel like it, it lends well to that and i feel like it's kind of a an entryway to that i also i feel like it appeals it appeals a lot to like younger um people in general too right because it's it's again it's something attainable it's something easy to kind of get into um, there's typically going, if you're like in a larger city, there's going to be a pup night somewhere, right? Or the community online is easy to like find other puppies and interact with them. So, um, 
Oh, and the community's opening up too and becoming a little more self-aware. The pup play kink might look new. Um, it's definitely not, but really this this kink is a tale as old as time, and it's called pet play. Um, you can find like pony shit uh, is dating back to like mid-century and history. So like people taking on animal archetypes uh, is a playful look at children. And not that I like to bring children into a kink discussion, but like we like to, we like to take on these animal personas in our play. Um, And one of the things in ethical slut that those authors really brought out that always resonated with me is as an adult, you have the privilege of bringing sex it play playtime into your sex. That's something you get to do as an adult consensually. So why make it so serious? Like you, you can still play just because you turned 18 doesn't mean playfulness gets left out the door. Um, use your imagination and have fun if that's what you want to do. Um, well, cool. Uh, people often command your energy and, and the way you interact with the community is really awesome. You're really hyper. We mentioned bouncy. Um, how do you maintain such a positive energy when you're out? Because like, I've, I've looked over at you hours after seeing you hours prior and you're still bouncy and having fun. It just seems so positive. Uh, you know, I don't, for one, I feel like it's music. <laughs> like if there's music going on, like I'm going to be dancing, I'm going to be bouncy. Um, I feel like that helps. Um, the company I keep too, right? Like if I, I if I feel like at any point that someone's like draining the energy from me because they're being negative or any of that kind of stuff, like you have full right to just leave, right? Like you don't have to be around somebody that you don't want to be around. Um, so I feel like a lot of times if that's like, if I feel like something's going the wrong way or that's not the vibe I want to go, I just move. Right. Cause you, the, the, the best way to like change your mood is to like separate away from what's dragging you down. Um, so I feel like that's how I do it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of that, um, you know, alcohol helps. <laughs> that, that's how, you know, that keeps me going. Um, but yeah, just, you know, and then it's really that and music. I like always have, I growing up music was such a big thing in general, like with my family and stuff, um, that it just kind of carried over into like my adult life. You know, I have to listen to music. Um, whether it's dance or whatever, right around the house, when I go into the gym, like cleaning the house, that kind of stuff is just, it keeps me energized and kind of keeps me moving. I love that music. I was literally just talking like 20 minutes before this interview uh, to Jumper. And I was just telling Jumper about how one of the things that he's impacted me with, and we were talking about it earlier, is just like how important music is in those sex positive places to me. Um, music i i tend to fall into sometimes i like literally start dancing i'm locked to myself so like i don't need a partner to dance sometimes i can just get into my own little dancey headspace um and i'm having a blast and i actually had a a gentleman well not gentle um a man (laughs) two weeks ago come up and you know i i can hit not that non-consensual touching people is ever okay, but depending on the space and where I'm at in the gay community, I have a little bit of a tolerance for it, and I can say confidently, no, thank you. But this guy grabbed my junk, and, like, first he told me I was beautiful, and I said thank you. Um, but it was, like, you know those uncomfortable compliments where you're just like, thanks, I appreciate it, I'm trying to be polite. Um, and he grabbed my junk and didn't let go, and he's like, why didn't you message me back on Grinder?" And, like – 
wouldn't let go. And I've never in my life felt this like corneredness that I felt there. And I actually flight kicked in and usually I get into like fight or freeze or my normal responses, but straight up, it was like, (laughs) it was out. Um, Because what I, I learned in that moment, looking back and reflecting it is I was in that music headspace that you're talking about. Like I was in, that was like, I was having such a good time with myself listening to the music. And that was such an abrupt interruption of that, um, that I needed to get out of there. And so music is so, so important. And, and that's something jumper really like has helped me with over the last like seven months is just realizing how important music is to me. Can you share with us a memorable experience you've had where you've made a difference in someone's experience in the King community? Um, I, I feel like it would probably be at pup night, like here at uh, our local pup nights in Dallas. Like I I always feel, I I kind of mentioned it earlier, like, well, there'll be somebody, um, you know, we'll be in our telegram chat and if it's their first one, I'm like, somebody say something, right? If it's your first pup night, um, not to be intimidating, but I want to, you know, us as a, as a group, we want to be sure that like, you feel like include included and, and someone's talking to you, right? If it's your first one, you don't know what to do. Like it's your first one. I remember my first pup night, like, I don't know what's going on, like what's happening. Um, and I feel like, um, interacting with that, you know, with individuals in general, um, I feel is always fun and I, 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 I it's still weird to me when i hear it because sometimes i'll get a message like on telegram or whenever i'm out and people will be just like hey thanks for like you know saying hi to me and like introducing me to people or like thank you and you know, again that sounds so weird to like say you know your energy is like was really fun and i really like being around that and all that kind of stuff it's just like I'm still getting used to like hearing that, but also it feels good hearing that, right? <laughs> like it's like, it's a weird feeling, but it's just like, well, that's cool that you feel like you made somebody's day or their first pup night or whatever. Cause it's like, I, I feel like that's what keeps me going back. And like, that's the reason why I wanted to help, um, you know, the, the local puppy group, you know, facilitate some of the stuff they do. I help up with their social media and all that kind of stuff. Cause it's just, it, it brings me joy to like, to do that, right. To like help somebody or do that because, you know, I didn't, I did have a, again, my puppy friend that kind of brought me out to do all that, but a lot of this other stuff, I didn't get explained. Like I had to go look it up and, um, you know, figure out how to, how to do certain things, understand the terminology and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like it's not necessarily my duty, but it's something that I want to do to like pay it forward to be like, Hey, you know, if you have questions on this, like this is where you should go or this is someone you should go look at or, you know, that kind of stuff so yeah that's great you're you're making a difference so last question i have for you tell me more about the time you were mistaken for <laughs> and received how did that situation unfold so that is um there's a local dance bar here that um we like to go to that's where um a lot of our we have like the main pup night where we have the puppy ball and then we pour over into um the dance club for we call it after bark um anyway so we go there there's a dance floor there's these like there's three platforms that are on the main dance floor um and so i was in all my glow gear (laughs) i was glow so that night so i had my like glowing puppy hood i had my glowing like harness my glow shoes um and 
you know, whenever I'm in that zone, the, the, I don't remember what song was on, but like it hit and I was like, oh my God, I love this song. So I like stormed the dance floor and I got on the like middle box and I'm just like up there dancing, doing my, doing my Oso thing. Um, and somebody just walked up to me and was like, had their dollars out. <laughs> like, I didn't know what was going on. And I'm like, I'm like, hi, like I'm dancing. And they were like trying to tip me. Um, I took the tip. <laughs> <laughs> and then just kind of kept dancing but i'm like i'm not a go-go dancer but thank you um but to be fair though i'm like <laughs> I, there's a certain point in pup night which is usually like the first 10 minutes that i'm there that i'm like okay well now it's time to take my shirt off it's time to do all this so i probably look like one but i am not one um but you know the tip voice helps yeah i paid it forward i get oh thank you <laughs> But, you know, it was a good tip for the bartenders anyway. So I was like, yeah, here you go. Wait, here's my tip money. Yeah, that's hilarious. I'm jealous. I really want to go-go dance. Um, I'm, I think this year, I, I know some people, I might ask this year if I can do it just one night. Yeah. Especially now that I have to fundraise. There you go. Funds. Uh, it's kind of great, though, because now I'm like part of this nonprofit organization and I can like yeah. fundraise and help travel because I have to. <laughs> it's part of the contract. Um, I'm going to take this time to flip the script. Uh, do you have any questions for me? Um, yeah. So I know at first, congratulations on winning the title. Well, I, I want to I do want to say, like, I've been interested in trying to run um just kind of that's for some of the local stuff here um but what was like what is for you what's the most challenging part about running in general like what's yeah there's a couple so it's really understanding like the type of title you're running for because there's like pups and handler titles and you really need to look at the things that they're judging. And so some of the pups and handler titles, I don't have handlers. Like I'm a stray and um, I, I can do scenes with handlers. I, I did a scene with a, a handler, um, but it's not really like the thing I need to be, I want to be judged on because it's not really what I do. Um, and what I really liked about the leather competition was that they have a pet title and all of the stuff that I was required to do was the exact same stuff the mister is required to do. There's no difference in the title. Um, I meet the same qualifications to go to IML. Um, and so that part was really important and to make sure that they meet the qualifications of IML or Mid-Atlantic Leather or any of those events or something you want to do. Um, then you want to double check and make sure that they, they meet that. Um, also the part that was really challenging for me in this particular leather community is there's just kind of a lack of like the gay men's community in this. Um, they're there, but not like what you see in other cities. And I think there's opportunity for that. And I took an approach of this time around of like, instead of being like, oh, well, that sucks. They're, that's not happening. Or, you know, last year, this event completely fell apart. There was a, a, this community that we have here in Portland is a little bit broken and is healing. And I think the last event we just had um, was really positive. So there was like some of that too. So like what you want to look at, like, 
is this event really something you want to be a part of? But I really like, I feel like I can help. <laughs> um, I, I think that it's more than just winning the title is really the important part. It's you are getting brought into a family. Someone is handing down their title year to you. And all of the work that they have done is now being bestowed upon you to keep moving forward with. And then you're going to bestow that upon someone. And so taking that seriously is really important when you're thinking about going for a title, um, because there's a lot of history. There's a, I mean, leather titles or some of these titles, depending on how old the organization, like these events existed at once upon a time because people's friends were dying. <laughs> and they were coming together um, to support their, each other in the community um, and to be there for each other and to raise money. And there's deep history in a lot of these organizations that hand out these titles. So making sure you know that history when you go in there. Now, I don't necessarily agree with holding things to a standard that once was. Now, traditions, sure. Um, but you also have to make sure that like some of these titles and organizations have a little bit of room to grow and change um, because some of old leather practices are super misogynistic, um, are not always going to translate well. A lot of them are transphobic. Um, and you want to make sure that you're picking the the title and the organization you're running for stand up for those things if they're important to you, which I hope so. And I, I think they are, I know you. Um, <laughs> and so, and that's one of the reasons why I really like the Oregon state leather contest is those, those issues are super important to them too. Um, and like I said, I feel like I can help. Um, that was a long, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's, I always feel like it's, um, you don't want to jump into something without like doing your research too. And that's part of the reason, like, cause there've been three local ones or well, not local, but there was like one in Houston that's coming up. There was Austin. And then we have one here in Dallas, but um, you know, it's, it's something I, I did not want to rush into for one. Um, and plus I, you know, I just, to your point, it's about doing your research. You don't want to go run for something and find out like it's there's what they stand for. It has nothing to do with what your values are and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, and also rush into it a little bit. Don't over-prepare. Um, if you don't make it, you don't make it. You're going to learn a lot. Uh, be ready. You're going to get ripped apart um, and by really smart people. The people who – that's the other thing is when you win, you get to be a judge. So, like, these people are, are letting you into a secret society of people that are going around judging people, and you're going to be one of those too. And they've – all those people up there, typically they're either, like – PhDs who study kink or they're like really involved in the community or they're previous winners who've had really successful title years. One of my judges was Mr. IML 2019 Jack, just incredible human being. Um, and so these people are going to ask you a lot of questions and really dive into why you're running. And so if you don't make it, I please don't like give up and table flip it and ever and they're stressful there's a lot of emotions that come out in pageants um I, I really recommend and encourage taking those notes from the judges and coming back again if you don't make it um i don't know if i would have made it last year when i ran i was really new i was only two months into putt play and like posted a couple of pictures on instagram um, one of the things I did after I lost last year is it, well, not, I didn't lose the, the whole competition imploded on itself. Um, but I, I told myself that I had, the, cause one of the things is they ask you is like, 
what are you going to do with your, your title if you win? And I had this list of things I wanted to do. I wanted to start a podcast and I wanted to move forward with that. And I wanted to travel and I wanted to go on a cruise and I was going to do all these. And I did it. I did it anyway. And so like, you don't have to have a title to do all the things you want to do with the title. It can help. Um, but definitely take the notes too. If you, if you don't win or if you don't score enough points and no one wins, um, cause that's something else to consider too. If you're the only one running in a category, that is not an immediate win. And it's almost more challenging because now you're running against an idea of what this is supposed to be and not another person to be compared to. And, uh, most of these contests are Olympic scored too. So they're going to drop your highest score and your lowest scores and average out the middle um, so you're, you're, you're running against yourself, essentially, if you do end up in one where you're the only one running. Um, but they're a lot of fun. They're really fulfilling. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't had my title year yet, so I, I can't speak to that yet, but the contest itself was a really positive experience. So don't over prepare, definitely jump in as soon as you feel like you're ready. You don't need to be perfect to jump in. Anything else? Um, I can't think of anything. Well, perfect. Uh, I really enjoyed getting to know you and thank you so much for being on Digging for Bones. Um, I, I just want to put a shout out to, I have a website now. If anyone hasn't seen it yet, it is diggingforbones.com. Um, I also started doing writings. And so for those of you who are readers, not only do I have the podcast now, um, I'm starting to do some essays and writings and uh, blog, I guess is what the old people call it. But um, there's some blog posts on there if anyone has time and wants to go read that. Um, as well as my OnlyFans is on there. And soon there will be, I got to work with the organization, but I'll have uh, tips on there for how to donate to travel funds for the title holders. Colin um, for Oregon also won Black, So Colin and I will be probably traveling together. I'll have uh, them as a Black. Um, and I'm really excited to be running with them. And I wanted to give them a congratulations on the show too. But most and foremost, thank you so much for being here. You're such a beacon of light and just awesomeness in our community. You are such a fashion pup. Um, Loso, disco, like all of your different looks, they're, you're just a gift to all of us. And I really appreciate your existence. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs>